Welcome to Top Advisor Marketing, where you will learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your practice. Brought to you by Top Advisor Podcasting, a done-for-you podcasting solution built just for trusted advisors. And now, your co-hosts of Top Advisor Marketing, Kirk Lowe and Matt Halloran. Hello and welcome to another Top Advisor Marketing Podcast. Today we have a very special guest, Marlo Higgins, your Chief Inspirational Officer. She's a motivator coach, published author of Making a Maverick and a Speaker. We're going to dive into really a lot of different things today, but part of it really is just leadership and inspiration. One of the biggest issues that we find in financial services, especially when it comes to marketing and branding, as advisors have a really hard time lighting a fire under themselves. They get very comfortable. Uh, and then also, you know, how do you inspire and motivate not just your clients, but also your team? So Marla, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. What a delight. Well, appreciate it. talk to me a little bit about your history. How did you get to being a chief inspirational officer? Oh, great question. And, you know, obviously we all want to hear the story, right? So I like to refer to myself as a triple crown entrepreneur. And what is a triple crown entrepreneur? That means that 2005, I um, had the opportunity to align with two other business executives who became my business partners. And together we launched a, um, a product and a vision and took that to, it wasn't a product that existed. I mean, it was, it was a unique product matched to a hybrid business model. So it was really, really a, a unique circumstance. And then on top of that, and for the financial advisors listening, it was um, powered by venture capital money. And so it was the trifecta of, you know, we'd never been in business before. We had to figure a lot of things out. We had a lot of risk on the line and, um, and we went for it. And I'll tell you in 36 months, that vision, that concept, that idea, just a thought in a living room, right, on a Sunday afternoon with a venture capitalist and two of my business partners, turned into 36 months. We were in 39 states. We were developing an international market, and we were running a multi-million dollar sales organization. Mm. So, you know, it was that that really kind of lit the fire. Had I done that before? Absolutely not. But I took the mindset that I've got nothing to lose and everything to win. And that was really my approach to it. And like I say, I, I've been in the people business and since 1989. I started out in the human resource industry and I, I did that for a number of years. So I helped, you know, of course, find talent within people and help them find employment and connect the dots. And matching that to 10 years of working in, a, in the nonprofit sector, um, raising a family, having two awesome young people at home and being a stay-home mom, married to being a type A personality, put me in the community to serve on boards of directors, to be active in the community. And it was that activity, that connection that allowed those two people to witness me and say, hey, I think you'd be the best VP of sales for our startup company. Hmm. So that's how that alignment came into play. It was very organic, quite unique. And um, I took that experience. 2008 comes around, right? financial crisis hits. My husband happens to be in finance. So we all can, you know, we know that times were tough. Now in our local market, I'm located in the Midwest. Not only was the financial crisis happening, but locally we were having and experiencing floods. Companies um, were literally underwater being shifted and re, you know, there was just a lot happening in our local market to our local business. And there were so many things happening. The internet was even taking off at that at that point. My two business partners, um, you know, we had grown the business 
to an ex, you know exponential growth. We had you know 26 people in our production facility. We bought another company in in Chicago to help supply the demand that we had, and there started to become channel conflict. The internet came to life, and my sales team had channel conflict with us selling product on the internet. And so you can hear there's a full bodied like. Um, happening, right? In this whole process. So I go from being a VP of sales. Then during that time, I was being wooed by another company. And that was my time to pivot and try to challenge myself one more time. They said, you know what? We're looking for somebody just like you. It's 2008. What will it take for you to join our team? And literally, I sat there at lunch that afternoon and I doubled the number of what I was making. I was the highest paid employee in that sales organization for that first company that we started. No desire to leave, but knew what was coming, right? And what what was what we were experiencing. And so I doubled down, doubled my income in a worldwide recession without a college education. I am very proud to say I have two-year associate's degree and um, I've become quite accomplished. And I believe that a piece of paper should not value our worth. Now, if you're a doctor or an engineer, I get there are specialty areas where we do need to have that specialized education. But for somebody like myself who's very people-driven, I took the experience that I had and belief in myself, knowing what I could do and taking the accomplishments that I had um, made happen, and I did it, right? So numbers don't lie. Mm -hmm. Third time, that triple crown was starting my own company. So 2012, I bought my own domain. I'm a dot-com. I am a self-employed owner, and I have a team of five. Well, the, the the title of the podcast, with everything that you just lead up to, led up to, is you know why your leadership team needs a master's in inspiration. Now, when I was a coach, I used to have a lot of leadership teams ask me, you know, Matt, what is the best way to motivate people, especially when they were hiring millennials and Gen Xers, and in now whatever Gen whatever's they're called Zs. Um, we're going to run out of alphabet letters there, and we're relatively soon. But um, how do you do this? How do you, especially in financial services, since you said your husband was in financial services, right? This this is kind of a boring job for most of the team members. How does a person, and what do you teach them to truly be an inspirational leader? Okay, so here's the connection here. So when I was able to take the sales team, right, and we started with 15 people, right, around a boardroom table, and we casted a vision, that team turned into 237 direct alignments in those 39 states. So what I really learned was people in performance. What makes people tick? And so when, when I talk about inspiration, inspiration is vision-driven. Motivation's goal-driven. So when people come to me and say, Marlo, I so need to be motivated. I don't have my mojo. Get me there. I say, great, let's set some goals. But if you need to be inspired, we need to paint a picture so clear that you see yourself achieving it. And so, for example, if you're in the financial sector, and I have a lot of clients in this industry that I serve, and it's really saying, okay, you know, what's, what is the desire that you're after? Because chasing the goal is actually chasing the feeling the goal gives you. And so being inspired by vision and feelings, and you connect at that level, when you do that, you're combustible. You're unstoppable because you show up and you resonate at a completely different level. And that right there, you know, when you walk into the coffee shop or you go into the office, you can witness those that are inspired, those that are chasing the dream and doing it the right way. Wow. I don't even know where to begin breaking all of that down. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> really, like, holy Moses. Okay, that was that was a really powerful. Uh, okay, 
Well, let's, okay, vision, vision, vision. So how do you help people, especially highly analytical people who are very black and white thinkers who have problems with intangible things uh, create and generate clarity around a focus or a vision? Oh, Matt, that like that's the number one question right there. And so thank you for asking it. So here's the thing, too. Um, I in the study of people, the study of performance, looking at high achievers, right? I make Mavericks, right? That's a pretty bold persona. And a Maverick is that really high achieving top. Um, if you've ever read the book, The Slight Edge by Jeff Olson, highly recommend it. And I've studied that. And, you know, I adopted the mantra by Earl Nightingale that if you spend, um, you know, obviously an hour of study every day in your chosen field, you'll be a national expert in five years or less. That's how I've learned to study performance in people. Writing the book, The Making of a Maverick, taking these mavericks who are unbridled, um, really bold, high achievers, that top 4% that Jeff, Jeff Olson talks about in that book. So it's aligning that desire, that passion, that unbridled spirit to connecting, to understanding there are three core things that a high achiever, a high performer, and a maverick needs. They need to be inspired, they need to be validated, and they need to be recognized. And that's what I wrote the book about, The Making of a Maverick, is really kind of taking down those three areas and understanding. And I think anybody listening to this episode right now is going, oh my God, like I'm trying to put a finger on it, and you're absolutely right. So the question goes back, you know, where where do you need to be inspired? What, what do you really need around that? What do you need to be validated with? Because that validation is a huge meal ticket. Once once we're validated, and people say, "Yep, you're on the right path. You're doing the right thing. You're you're you know closing the right accounts." There's something to be said about that. And then that recognition component. That's the third. Now we have to learn to self study. I've taught myself and my teams how to self recognize in a way that's not boastful and ego. But man, you got to put a fire in your belly. You are the one who has to get out of bed in the morning and be on fire. And I have created a specific strategy to allow people to do that. And it's called Success Boarding. It's my national platform. And you'll be watching and witnessing us on Good Morning America quite soon with that platform. Woohoo! Well, congratulations on that. That's awesome. Thank you. One of the biggest issues our advisors and our listeners face is being held accountable in a way that works for somebody who's fiercely entrepreneurial. Now, you're using the word maverick, and when I hear or visualize that word, you know, I'm thinking of, you know, kind of like the old west, a person who's, you know, riding out on her horse and, you know, really does whatever they want. How do you wrangle them and and hold them accountable to get the stuff done in order for them to achieve the vision? Well, there's a process that we take and it starts, it's it's clarity, action, confidence, and risk. Those are the four key categories. So clarity, it takes clarity to take action. And we have to have a vision in order to achieve or to move forward. And in order to have clarity and vision, it takes confidence to be able to take risk, but it's in the risk area that allows us to do the big things. And so we really kind of vet out like clarity, action, confidence, and risk. You know, what is the vision you're striving for? right? Like that's, let's make that the bullseye. Let's align everything we do to that finite space. And that helps us manage our time because then we can check in and say, you know what, is the action that I'm taking, is that moving the needle closer to that vision or is it a distraction, right? There's a lot of shiny pennies out there. And are we spending ourselves um, in a zone that we're not supposed to be in. So really pulling back to the clarity, understanding the vision and, and how to achieve that vision, match that to a lack of confidence. And it's easy, even the most high-performing people can lose their confidence. 
confidence, the definition of confidence, it's the purity of actions produced by a mind free of doubt. The two key words in confidence are actions and doubt. Know what actions you're taking and don't doubt yourself. Believe in yourself enough that you can go in and you can ask for the sale, you can build the account, you can um, leverage your, yourself into a new role, whatever it is. But you need to have the confidence to do that. And it's when you step in full-bodied confidence that you're able to take risk. And it's that risk that we all know. And anybody listening, those that of you, raise your hand if you have taken risk because it takes a lot to do it. But when you do, you win. And that's what I empower people to do. How does this apply to marketing when you're trying to get your name and face out there? Because I think you've already answered that, but I'm looking for greater clarity here. When an advisor is going to brand themselves, when somebody in financial services is truly going to set themselves aside as being unique and different, and when they're saying, I am unique and different, they have that clarity, they have that mavericky sort of uh, you know, swagger to them that they're truly confident in who they are and what they do. How do you help people figure that out? Okay, so to go to your accolades and your accomplishments. One of the things, so speak your success, nothing less. Part of being a maverick is the mantras that we use, and the mantras really align to the strategies. What you're asking me, Matt, is is helping somebody align to um, to that specific mantra is um, is really speak your success, nothing less. Know what it is that you do different than everybody else. And stand in that space, stay in your lane and stop competing with other people and how they're doing it, but get really, really clear what makes you different. And that differentiator is going to help you in the financial services sector. Those are the things that are going to keep your clients alive and well with you. They're going to keep them happy. They're going to, it's, it's that, um, the ability to know why they're working with that ex-advisor, right? And what that advisor does differently than anybody else and why they serve them at that level. And so there, there's, you know, it's finite and everybody's different, right? People are different, but let's get clear on what makes you different. And there's a whole process. I mean, I can't get into that right oh, now. Sure, sure. But I take you through a full vetted process that that keys those clear differentiators. And then you start to speak that success, nothing less. Right. And that is when the people connect because they want to work with busy and successful people. And when you're able to communicate that success in a way that gets them to alignment, you become a magnet instead of pursuing. And when we're pursuing, we're competing, but when we're we're confident we have magnetism. I absolutely love that. I, that 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 right there is the golden nugget, everybody. I hope that all of you hit rewind and, and listen to to what Marlo just said there, because we are perceived in financial services in a sea of sameness. Well, you pretty much just do the same thing as everybody else. But by going through a process like this to find out really what does make you you by you know what are your core competencies? What are you really good at? Who are you personally that really allows you to truly get that niche down. Now, go ahead. Oh, you're going to say something? Go ahead. Yeah. So let me just share one more. So three words, it comes down to value. Okay. What's the value you bring? What are the talents that you possess? And what is, is, what is your worth? And your worth is your self-esteem. When you can, as an advisor, understand with clarity, those three things, that's when you get to stop thinking and you start doing. And it's in that doing phase that brings the achievement and the outcome. And so if the more that we can remove ourselves and the overthinking and we just show up every single day in our master zone, that's where we, that's where we ignite. 
We just had an amazing guest on uh, recently talking about uh, overcoming some of the sales issues that all of us have, especially when it comes to just picking up the phone. How do you use this and how do you transition from from the vision, uh, from this this confidence that you help create to inspire these, these leaders? And how do you translate that into sales? I mean, you grew an amazing sales company. How did you take what you have, obviously, as part of who you are to your core, how do you transfer that either to other people or how do you in, in transfer what you know into an advisor to help them increase their closing ratio? You know, and that's a big thing. And um, sales is all about trust, right? And so we, when we trust somebody, so think about you know, asking yourself, are you somebody that others trust? I mean, do you trust yourself? And going to that granular level of awareness is really where I think it it starts to take hold. And so helping you understand, you know, that that we know sales is about trust. The other thing about sales is if you educate properly, the sale automatically happens. And so what I like to, to tell people is to stop selling, right? That's That's going to happen anyway. Rather show up and educate. When you can educate in a way that they are interested, they're, you know, I like to say, try to be tantalizing and polarizing. When you educate, do it in such a way that you're both tantalizing and polarizing. They can't say no to that. They're immediately attracted to that level of magnetism, which is AKA confidence, to say, you know what, I trust you. I believe in you. I know that you're going to take me where I need to go. You're going to get me to where I want to be. Now, when you ran your sales team and when the digital world came and you had, uh, you had called it something, what did you call it? The, you didn't call it resistance. What did you call it? Conflict. Channel conflict? Channel conflict. Okay. So now let's say I've been working with you and, and I've read your book and I've embodied what you're talking about. How do you teach people then to take this confidence, this this vision, uh, you know, really how you communicate who you are and how do you bring that to the masses? How do you help advisors or your professional business owners get that word out there? And what are your recommended vehicles to do that? Okay. So what I'm hearing, and maybe I'm misunderstanding the question, but like, how do you sustain this once you've built it or once you've immersed yourself into it? How do you scale it? I think that's a better, and thank you for asking for clarification. Let's talk about scalability. Okay, so how to scale this? Um, you know, each one reach one. I think you need to um, you show up, and what you do becomes a natural extension of who you are. And so there's a ripple effect, but it starts, <clears throat> excuse me, with the individual. <clears throat> And in that ripple effect, when you are in this space, there's a natural level of growth that kind of takes hold to this. Um, and how to scale the process of like being a maverick is, it, you know, you've got to stay ingrained in the strategy. I think the biggest answer to scaling is recalibrating, keeping yourself in the zone and checking in with yourself on a very consistent basis. And so there's like, you know, a, a process I take people through the four touch point system and we, that helps you scale because what that does, you'll quickly witness in that process doing more of what works, less of what doesn't. And you kind of come out at the end with your own personal formula for how you scale, how you grow, and how you connect and get to the next level of sales. Is there a way to take this and multiply that by 10 times? So you you are doing the educational component of it, 
Now, you personally have a podcast. You've written a book. You speak all over the place. If you were to give advisors uh, advice on the most powerful way for them to influence their community to to do business with them and to be, I don't know, just overall more successful and to achieve what their vision is, what what medium would you recommend? So, you know, you've got to stay out front. And I think, you know, that gets tricky. I LinkedIn is is an awesome platform. Now, I know that there are compliance issues, right, when it comes into the financial industry. There are certain things that you just simply cannot do. But the most effective way for you to, what whatever platform it is, go to what you enjoy doing the most. Because if you enjoy doing it, you're, con- you're going to continue doing it. So rather than doing something that you're told to do, that you need to be in this space and you need to be marketing yourself on this particular platform, but it like you struggle with doing that every day, over time, you're going to cons- you're going to fall off that consistency wagon and you're not going to do it. And that's not going to serve you. And you, you will have spent a lot of time on a platform that's not effective. So it goes down to how do you want to do it? Like, what do you enjoy? And do the golden rule. Do unto others how you want done to you. Like if you were to align with an advisor, how would you want to be aligned? What is the platform that you would be on that would you would allow you to naturally follow them? Hmm. Does that make sense? It, it does make sense. And, and I just want to... In what way? In what way? So let's go there for a minute. Well... <laughs> Marlo, it makes sense to me uh, because I, I run a marketing company, right? But I'm still struggling with this idea of the 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 standard personality traits that we see within our industry that when I ask a financial services professional, hey, what do you do outside of work? What floats your boat? Their answer is work, right? They're They're just so focused on Planning, rates of return, client communication, uh, you know, managing behavioral expectations. Um, and so I'm, I'm putting you on the spot here purposely because, well, you're damn good at this. Um, but I'm, I'm looking for, you know, again, your thought leadership and for you to maybe provide something to our audience that would wake them up to realize, one, that they really truly need to read your book and engage you. But two, what can we do to shake them out of that and to get them think a little to think differently? Well, it's a choice. I mean, yes, and everything comes down to mindset, right? But mindset is really, you know, pulling it into what are you choosing? I mean, do you want to live that lifestyle? Is, is that something that you want to 24-7 be in that space and that's all that you do? Uh, you know, there's a whole nother um, set of life to, to live and you can choose to be in that lane and and that's fine. And I tell people, you know, stay in that lane for an X period of time, but put an end in mind to it. Say for the next five years, I'm going to strive and stretch and I'm going to do everything I need to do and I'm going to get into the space and I'm going to do it for the next five years. After that, once I start getting closer to that end goal, I'm going to start diversifying how I spend my time, what I do, what I focus on. Because unless you pivot or change, you're always going to be in that same space. That's not the point. We want to get to a level of growth. We want to hit that benchmark and then we want to revisit it. We need to recalibrate and then say, okay, now this is the next benchmark that I'm stretching for. And I love that. Uh, One of the things that uh, our advisors do and we take them through and most other coaches and consultants do is really talking about who their ideal client is or really paint that picture. And it's really funny because, and I'm hearing you say that, Marlo, is well, don't you want to be like that? You know, if this is your ideal client and this is the person you want to hang out with, shouldn't you do some of those same behaviors? What do you think about that? 100%. Your ideal client is exactly who you are. Like attracts like. Mm. 
Right there's the answer. And so like, you know, you're in marketing. I think it's like people overthink it. But you know what? Get in the room with people like you. That is powerful. Mm -hmm. And essentially, that's the bottom line. Because that's where other people relate to you. So they are in your, um, you know, they're at the same golf course. They're attending the same events. They go to the same sporting. So like attracts like. Mm -hmm. Your best client does the exact same thing you do. Period. Now... Anybody who's listening to this, I'm I'm hoping is as fired up as I am about this. How does okay? Number one, what is your ideal client? Uh, and then number two, what sort of next steps? So our listeners are, are very active, and and they one of the reasons why they listen to the podcast is because they know that they're going to get great free information, and a lot of them want to take next steps with our clients. Would you mind talking to us about how they can take their next steps with you? Absolutely. Yes. We have, um, you know, you can sign up. We have the Maverick Assessment. So this is the largest piece of value that I can give you. When we wrote the book, The Making of a Maverick, which published um, April of 2018, so it's fairly new in the market. You can get it on Amazon. In there, you can go to our website, marlohiggins.com. You can click on and take the free assessment. That free assessment shows you where you stand within your performance and helps you understand your clarity, action, confidence, and risk scores. And that is where then you'll get follow-up information. We'll send you a PDF and say, okay, this is the space that, you know, these are the things, the awarenesses that if you enhance this area, like Brendan Bruchard has high performance habits, it's the same thing. You know, you've got to kind of test where you're at within the different scales of those habits. That is one way. You can um, also... You know, join our Maverick Facebook community. It's a private Facebook group where we connect and engage. We have the weekly podcast, 22 Motivational Minutes with Marla, where we talk to different experts, published authors, and fascinating people around the areas of performance and um, return. And we also have a weekly video series. And so you can sign up and subscribe to that on our website as well. So we offer a lot of diversified um, opportunities than free resources. And uh, those are just probably the first starting steps. Engage with me on LinkedIn too. I'm a very active LinkedIn person and we've got some really great things coming. So looking forward to it. And, and Marlo, I know you know this, but I don't know if our audience does. That's how I found you was on LinkedIn. We connected on LinkedIn and you know you had sent me a message and I had sent you a message. I was like, wow, you, I like what you're doing here. I like your content. I like your energy. I love your brand. You know, Let's talk about you getting on this podcast and, and you, know, you were so gracious to say yes. And I really, really appreciate that. Well, thank you. Yes, it's, you know, it's everything's an extension. And so I'm a natural connector, love people. And um, I think that's where it all kind of connects right there. We will make sure that we have the Slight Edge book, uh, Making of a Maverick book, and also a link to the Maverick assessment in our show notes. So if you uh, all didn't have a chance to write that down, but you can also go to marlowhiggins.com. Um, that way you can find out all of this stuff too. But uh, Marlo, we try to get uh, everything in our show notes so uh, people can click on it very easily. Closing thoughts or statements, anything that you want to wrap up today's podcast with? Okay, when you perform, you get paid. And so that is the essence of a commission-based individual. It's like learn how to perform at your very, very best. And when you do, you'll get paid your worth. And with that, if you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure you click that subscribe now button below. That way, every time we come up with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. And if you know somebody who truly wants to be a maverick and needs to have inspiration in their everything to, to, to inspire and to really, truly sway not just themselves, but also their team, make sure that you go ahead and share this podcast with them. If you have any podcast topic ideas, all you have to do is email me at matt at 
TopAdvisorM, and that M is for marketing.com, or check us out at TopAdvisorM.com. So for Marlo Higgins, this is Matt Halloran, and we'll see you on the other side of the mic very soon. Are you ready to change the way you communicate with your clients? Are you tired of being the best kept secret in your area? Learn how to become a prolific online influencer, attract more ideal clients, and grow your business. Contact us today and see what the power of podcasting can do for your business. Click on the Contact Us link on our website at topadvisormarketing.com and set up a call to learn more. Follow us on LinkedIn and Facebook for more updates and information. This was brought to you by iris.xyz, a platform helping financial professionals become better in business and life through new media and new voices. Visit them and learn more at iris.xyz.